Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And good morning, listeners. Welcome back to Tax Insight here with Jeff from Hawkins Ash. Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing okay. Excellent. Jeff, today we are talking about the Child Independent Care Credit. We are, because, you know, as we continue to talk about this new tax law that was recently implemented, um, I want to focus today on, like you said, the Child Independent Care Credit, because that's been expanded here for 2021. So I know that we talked about this before, so let's just give a little refresher. Who is eligible to take this credit? So a person is eligible to take the credit if they have um, child care expenses for what the IRS calls a qualified individual. And that's somebody who's maybe a dependent on your return under the age of 13, maybe a spouse that can take care of themselves or other disabled individuals. Now, in order to take this credit, both the parent or guardian, they have to have earned income. And if that person is, is married, then both people have to have earned income. So it's really a credit for you know, needing child care services to either work or to be able to find work. So what expenses count for this credit? There's a lot of them, and it's some that you don't even think of. You know, you think of the normal ones like a child care, um, you know, provided by a babysitter or maybe a licensed daycare center. But it also includes things like day camps and summer camps. Even if those summer camps are centered around like a sport, and they qualify as long as they're there while the parents are working. Now, if this camp is an overnight camp, then it doesn't qualify. But the other things that qualify are things like, you know, before and after school care for children under 13. You know, maybe costs related to, you know, a disabled dependent. You know, maybe you, have, you need someone to come in and, and help that person out. You know, those kind of costs are included. Um, but once again, any kind of schooling, you know, full, full-time school, tutoring, um, or overnight camps, they don't qualify. So how is the credit actually calculated? Well, depending on your income, the credit has been increased this year. So it's now between 20 and 50% of either the first 8,000 or 16,000 of, of qualified expenses. So the $8,000 qualifies if you have one child, and up to 16000 of expenses if you have two children or more. So let's just say you had two children or more and you, get, and you received the 50% credit. Well, that maximum credit could be as much as $8,000. So that really helps to pay for some of these daycare expenses. Now, you said earlier about depending on your income. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Sure. So, you know, just like most other tax rules, there are phase-outs. So you'll get the 50% credit if your income is below $15,000, but if your income is between $15,000 and $125,000, you're, you're going to get a credit still somewhere between 20 and 50%. Now, kind of the bad news is, is if your income is over $400,000, then that credit really starts to phase out and goes from 20% to almost zero. So, you know, these phase outs that I mentioned above are for married filing joint, um, and most people are gonna get that 20% deduction. So is the credit refundable? It wasn't in the past. So in the past, you could only offset any kind of taxes that you had. But starting in 2021, that refund is fully refundable. 
Gotcha. Now, can employees still use their cafeteria plans to pay for daycare expenses, uh, like pre-tax, like they did in the past? Yeah, and that was enhanced also. So before, you could exclude up to $5,000 from your wages uh, for daycare expenses. But now that limit is decreased up to 10, or is increased, I should say, up to 10,500 for both single and married individuals. Now, I still think personally that this is a great option since, you know, like we talked about earlier, most people are probably going to get a 20% credit based off of their income level. But if you use your cafeteria plan through work, you can save not only income taxes, but also Social Security and Medicare. And those savings could be 30% or more. So a lot of times it's better to take the employer cafeteria plan than it is to take the normal credit on the tax return. Yeah. Jeff, a lot of great information each and every week here on Tax Insight. For those listeners that want to connect with you and the team at Hawkins Ash, how do they do that? I would go to our website, which is hawkinsashcpas.com, and go to the CPAHQ section. Jeff, we'll talk to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at hawkinsashcpas.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.